Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The baseball season is way too long. The game is way too slow. It's so boring to watch. Shut up. Get your peanuts, Cracker Jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Swing and a long drive. Deep to right. Covering all things baseball. Going. Going. The big leagues. Going. Going. And the MLB to Portland. Goodbye! He has done it! He has changed the game of the night with one swing of his bats. Now, here are your hosts, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080. Bang! Zoom! Go the fireworks! The fan. Welcome in to the hot corner for a must-be-a-Wednesday on this glorious Wednesday. It is a great time to be in Rip City. Rip City! What a game last night, huh? What a game. What a shot. What was more beautiful, the game last night, the Willemette looking as good as it is, or Michael Brantley one for two with a home run and two ribbies right now? Uh, Lillard. The game. Oh, I guess I should probably, yeah, Damian Lillard. (laughs) I've decided, I posted this on my personal Facebook account last night, and I'm interested. Ooh, fancy old person stuff using a Facebook account. Right, right. Like, I never do Facebook. I'm mostly an Instagram guy. By the way, PDD05, if you want to follow, holla. Um, I'm mostly an Instagram guy and a Reddit kid. Uh, I say kid when I'm on Reddit because I'm a young Reddit user. Because I don't live in a basement and spend, you know, 15 hours a day on Reddit, mm. like a lot of people do. Uh, but I'm mostly an Instagram guy, and you can't just be like, whoa, that shot was so crazy on Instagram. You know, it's like picture-based yes. sort of thing. So I did post on Facebook this morning, and I thought long and hard about it last night. And we all, and I'm sure you guys here at 1080 The Fan, and whether it was Cowherd in the morning or... Dusty and Cam this morning, and then Dirt and Sprague, and Isaac and Souk, and now us here on a Wednesday, as it always is. And if you listen to somebody else who sucks, you know, they might have said the same thing. But uh, I was thinking about the shot last night, and we all remember the shot against the Rockets. The .9 seconds. The .9 seconds, the shot against the Rockets. And, And we, that's basically the birth of Dame time, correct? Yeah. So we call that shot Dame time. I mean, I think we have many names for that. I think that's kind of the shot. Yeah, it's the shot. And it's .9. I think it's, is another it's, name it, for it. .9 is a good one. Yeah. I like to call it Dame Time because he turned and he 
you know, he did the. I don't think he did it on that one. Are you sure? That one he turned. He just did a 180 and just stared in the other direction as his team mobbed him. I guess that's the one I thought of as Dame time. Like okay. when I think of Dame time, I think of Dame hitting that shot against Houston. Last night's shot, I want to start. I want to try to get this, and I posted this on my stupid personal Facebook account. I want to start referring to last night's shot as the wave goodbye. Mm, that's a good one. I've seen so many great ones. I, I like that, but it's not at the top of my list. Do you have other ones? I have two that are at the top of my list, and they were both said by Damian Lillard, which is why they're at the top of my list. Fair. Number one, comfortable distance. Comfortable distance. I believe it was comfortable range. Whichever one it was, Lillard said in the press conference, he goes, I was dribbling, clock was running down, I looked up, he goes, eh. That's a comfortable range or comfortable distance. I heard Ennis Cantor say today on Colin Cowherd that he had been practicing that all pregame. Yes. Uh, and the other one is the last word. Because Lillard said the shot was the last word of the series. Because the Thunder were talking smack the entire time. Mm -hmm. And the Blazers did nothing until the end of the, this game. And he said that was the last word. Now, see, I kind of like comfortable range. But when I hear the last word, and this might be my own personal bias, I like the wave goodbye. It's kind of similar to the last word. He's a little bias. He likes his more. I kind of like mine more. I think using anything with the wave, you could even just say the wave. Like yeah, it could just be that. Because it's just the wave goodbye. It's just bye. Oh, it was great. Bye. I'm not Savage. saying, we, I'm not saying we it's bad. I just preferred the other. Because we all. can't say uh, what what what's the quote that I that I saw. We just wanted to get rid of those mother bleepers. Yeah, that was uh, that was. To Can Chris we call Haynes. it the mother bleeper shot? <laughs> that was to Chris Haynes in the Yahoo Sports article. It was the day before the game. Damian Lillard had a watch party for the Rockets Jazz game, and he invited Chris Haynes over their buddies mm -hmm. uh, from his time here in Portland. Chris Haynes used to be the beat writer for the Blazers, if you did not know. And the article basically starts off like the first paragraph. Lillard just says to Haynes, he goes. I'm going to end these MFers tomorrow. And it's like, oh, well, he did. <laughs> 50 points, 50 burger, crazy three. Yeah. I mean, it's so crazy, dude. Like, think about this. There's there's a really, there's a really famous shot going around, picture of Dame walking away, looking back and waving goodbye. If you look in the bottom right of that picture – you will see the owner of the brewery that I work for. Oh, really? Yeah. Just right there losing his mind. <laughs> Just having a blast. Was he was he next to the Glickmans? Because I think the original owner of the Blazers, the Glickmans, was there, were there. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. But in the picture, at least one of the pictures I've seen, it might not be the picture, but at least in one of the pictures I've seen, he is right down there in bottom right. Thus, because Dame scored... Oops. 50 last night. Please stop playing. Because Dame scored 50 last night, it is now 50% off pints at all three locations. Just tonight? And tomorrow. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, the fever has hit. Where are you going after the show? The, fe the <laughs> fever has set in. Oh, I don't pay for beer. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Well, where are we going after the show? So it's that always I, 100%, brother. So that you cannot pay for beer and I can pay 50%. <laughs> Uh, but what, what what I'm getting at is the fever is real. I remember I stayed, I had to close the tap room last night and I was sitting there 
And I was done at about the four-minute mark. And the Blazers were down, and I was like, oh, God, they're going to lose this game. You know, I'm not the biggest NBA guy. I can be kind of a pessimist when it comes to the Blazers. So I'm more than willing to, to admit that. I'm really worried. I was like, well, I mean, there's probably like, what, 20 minutes left in this game? I'll just watch the rest. And the shot hits. Everybody's going crazy. I turned the TVs off, locked the doors, walked out, drove home, and I'm passing by this sports bar on uh, on uh, Morrison and Grand, inner southeast, right as you take a left to get on the Morrison Street Bridge to get onto I-5 yep. North so I can go home. And people are walking out, and I just hear this, a lot of sound coming out of the bar. There's cars driving by just on their horns. And this town's alive right now. Yeah. It's really alive. And then today it's as gorgeous as it is. As I'm, you know, behind me is the great Willamette. And, you know, hey, maybe that's maybe that's that's the little shot in the arm we need. It was, I think, cooler than the point nine shot. Although I'm not sure it was better, quote unquote, because of the moment of the point nine shot. Was it actually the Blazers were down by one? It's 0.9 seconds. If they lost that game, they're going to game seven. This one, the Blazers had fairly comfortably been in the lead in this series. But the distance of it and the the fact that he gave us two memes right after with the wave and mean mugging the camera when he's in the pile. And everyone's losing their mind and he's just staring dumb. cold at the, at the he's camera. Just staring at it. It's like that. this one is bigger in that sense. I'm having a, tr- a tough time picking which one I think was better. But, uh, but yeah. I think it also depends on if you want to look at it as a Lillard thing or a Blazers thing. If you want to look at it in just the Lillard scope, I think this one is better. 50-point game after all the seasons he's been through. I would agree. 37-foot I mean, shot. Yeah, I mean, it's that definitely goes to Lillard. But as for a team, because Aldridge was dropping 40 on the Rockets that entire series, Wesley Matthews locked down uh, James Harden, and then Lillard being, I believe, in his second year, um, basically starting his legend there almost. I mean, I got to go for the Blazers. That was the better shot. But for Lillard himself, this one last night, I mean, that is like the legend continues, as uh, Terry Stott said. Also, which team do you hate more, the Rockets or the Thunder? Ooh, hmm. that's because the Thunder. Because well, right I feel like previous to this series, everyone's going to say Thunder right now. Previous yeah. to this series, the emotions I, are still high. Yeah, previous to this series, I think your answer is lockdown Rockets. Probably, yeah. This town, Dwight Howard, hates the Houston Rockets. They yeah. hate Patrick Beverly when he yeah. was on Houston. They hate James Harden, Chandler Parsons, Chandler Parsons, Dwight the Howard. whole Dad. shebang. That team is so unlikable to where last night with the Thunder, yeah, nobody likes Westbrook. I didn't like him when he was at UCLA, and I was sitting fourth row in Pullman, Washington. Paul George is trying team in the nation. Paul George uh, is trying his hardest to not be likable because this he I think Westbrook is just rubbing off on him. Boy, Paul George was good last night. Yeah, until he said it was a bad shot in the postgame, which I thought was a strange time to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because you were on you were on defense and he drilled it yeah, right in your eyeball. Considering he hit it and hit eight of twelve from thirty plus feet in the series, yeah, it was a bad shot. Like, I, I'm like in clock sh- like Clockwork Orange doesn't have Paul George's eye open enough to see how bad that shot was hit on him. I'm intrigued to see if uh, Paul George 
calls it a bad shot when he makes it again and again next year because it's not going to be like this is the last time they see each other. Oh, right. And next season, the year after that, and then if he sees Steph um, take it, and I say Trey Young too. Yeah, oh, Trey Young's been kind of Trey Young can too. take those Stop. shots. Stop. I'm not talking about the last place team in the East. I think I'm not Colin, talking about Trey Young. They were I think not the last place team. Colin had a good missed. point today. Okay, the second to the last. Where it's that bad. a like new shot. Ones. Colin said it was like it's a new shot. It's not that he's a bad shot. It's a new shot, whereas guys are taking these long-range threes. Well, I don't ever want to see Paul George take that shot then. Never. And I like Paul George. He never could. Only two people in the NBA could. Well, you anyone can take that shot. No, I but, can take that shot all I want. Yeah, but you're literally using your entire body and flinging it at the rim from that distance. Only two know. players can flick their wrist and get that to go in, Steph Curry and Damian Lillard. You don't think Paul George could do that? Nope. He's so emphatic about it, too. Joe, you see the comp you you hear the confidence in him. He was just like Joe wasn't. You don't think you don't think Paul George can flick the wrist with the arm strength? And he goes, Nope. Did you see C.J. McCollum try a, a somewhat deep three the other C. game? C.J. McCollum might be the o- most overrated shooting guard in the NBA. Whoa. Slow down. But the, the he tried to take a somewhat deep three, and he missed it so bad off the front rim that it wasn't even close, and that was like at 28 feet. So C.J.'s jumper looks pretty, uh, is it laborious? We're laborious? also talking about a lower tier two player here. I was just saying, when those guys... Calm only down. so many players can take that shot and make it look that easy. We only like C.J. McCollum because he plays here. That's it. Some kid in Orlando barely even knows who C.J. McCollum is. I'm pretty sure Colin said his name wrong today. On See, radio. that's <laughs> that's a point proven, and he's front, and he used to work here. He roots for the Blazers, and he said C.J. McCollum wrong. I don't know if he roots for the Blazers. Let's let's <laughs> let let's let's hold the phone here. Okay, let's remember. I think if anything, last night. Some kid in Detroit, a group of kids in Detroit last night, were talking. Who's the best point guard in the league? Four out of the five said Steph Curry. And then one kid was like, I don't know, man. I like Damian Lillard. And everyone around him looked at him like he was nuts. They're about to make fun of him. Then they watched that game and said, you might have a point. Yeah. Steph Curry's still the best. But Damian Lillard put himself right up in that top two, three last night. Boy, he's good. He's really good. He's really good. He's really fun. And everything about that moment yesterday was perfect. The way, the way What he said in the press conferences, the way he reacted after he hit it, the fact that that was the shot that he took, the fact that Nurkic showed up in a Westbrook next, or West Brick next question shirt and spurred on a 13-2 run. Man. I'll leave it with this. I was sit- sitting there watching the game, and I saw Dame have the ball, and there was like five seconds, and I was like, Go! What are you doing? <laughs> Drive to the he basket. Knew, he knew Draw what he was a doing. Foul. Draw he a knew. foul. Get anything, man. What are you doing? Oh my God. He took the. Oh my God. He made the shot. He knew that what was he was doing. Life. That was my life. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> that was my life last night. And then I got in the truck and I listened to a podcast about the EPL. And now I'm sad. All right. Yep. That's how that went. Oh, Khalid Dogley. Well, we got a cool show in store for you guys. Some kid. In the Toronto organization, I guess people are excited about this. His dad's a Hall of Famer. I don't know. Uh, gets a call up to Major League Baseball. We'll get to that at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. We're also going to do Fantasy Grind at 745 today. So if you got any fantasy questions, you can hit us up on the Better You Today text line at 55. 55- 
305. You can also find us on social media. Mike's at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram at PDD085. And our fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher at JoeFish3. That's F-I-S-C-H on Twitter. Harass us. We love it. Again, there's that Better You Today text line. We also have the Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow at 4 o'clock, as it always does. Should be a good one this week. I'm really excited for the Beer of the Week, so that, that might be something to check in on. You can download that wherever you find your podcast. Coming up, last week we did some of the teams that have surprised us this year. Let's talk about some of the teams in Major League Baseball that have not been so great. We'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. There's a really great uh, Spotify playlist called This is Nate Dog. Fire. Just checking that the other day. It's like all the great songs Nate Dog's on. <laughs> He's in a lot of them. Woo! 718 202. Ascend small cities and states. I'll use. I'm glad that's the verse that came into my hand because every other verse is not safe for work. <laughs> a lot of times he's just naming area codes. Yeah. <laughs> That is area codes that you're singing, right? Yes. Okay, good. 718-202s. I yeah. small cities and states I will use. Yes. Yeah. That's great. I love Nate Dog. There was a time... Was when... your area code mentioned in that song? Because mine was. No. I mean, I no, don't even... Nobody thought of the 360. Yeah, I don't think 503 was even nominated, but definitely not the 360. <laughs> and, and my cell phone is 360 because I got a cell phone when I lived in Vancouver, but my original area code is the 509. Oh, which is East, East Washington. Washington. Yeah. There used to be this really cool wazoo hat that said five. It was just crimson and gray, had a white patch on the, like, basically was white on the front, and in crimson said 509. Mm. And it was just like, represent. Uh, that, that screams uh. Patrick Harris. Well, but I'm not the 509. I'm a 360. Yeah, but you grew up there. I grew up in the 509. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was this time when I was in college that there was this, like, really bad... The internet was, you know, the internet, but it wasn't like it is now. And it was one of those, uh, I don't want to say, like, hoax deaths, but there was, like, bad information being spread. And there was a night where we got... I got a text message from somebody that was like, Nate Dog died. And we were... We were sitting there going, what? <laughs> Nate Dog died? It was like a Tuesday night. We were like, Nate Dog died? Yeah. We text some other people. Dude, I heard Nate Dog died. Have you heard this? Yes, yeah, someone just texted me. Oh, man, this is not good. So we ran to the to the Minute Marts and the grocery stores, and we all bought 40s and called our dealers and all bought weed and rolled blunts and drank 40s all night long, banging wow. Nate Dog music. Turns out he was alive. Oh, yeah, 100% alive. And we were, like, blacked out, wasted in college. Because we were like, I don't know. I'm hearing conflicting reports. But if he's dead today, I'm getting loaded. This one's for you, Nate, dog. Yeah, and then he actually died. And we did the same thing, but we were older, so it was less um, convoluted, I suppose. Does that make sense? Mm. Just DC me? DC just gave up a home run. Just me. To Andrelton Simmons. Ugh. Well, you know. 
Things happen. <laughs> We're watching Yankees on the West Coast. Yeah. Yankees on the West Coast. A little 7 o'clock starts for me. Yankees on the West Coast. Oh, that's bad. Um, so uh, we're last week we spent a bunch of time talking about some teams that have kind of stood out to us. So I was kind of interested in chatting about some teams that have kind of not been so great that not necessarily have been competitors over the last few years. But we wait, wait, wait! Didn't we do that last week? Didn't we talk about the Red Sox? Oh, are we talking about good teams? Yeah, the good teams. Oh, we're doing week. good teams. Yeah, this we're week? doing good teams. Oh, so much better! I'm wow. going to save you from that because I was thinking oh, we spent like an entire segment on the Red Sox last week. I remember that. Well, I am ready to continue to bash the Red Sox, <laughs> so maybe that's what's in my head. No, the the surprisingly good teams at this the surprisingly point. good teams. Well, real quick, I didn't realize this because I wanted to pull up the standings to really look like see the hard data. The Milwaukee Brewers, thirteen and thirteen. Yeah, they have uh, fourth place in the Central. They have had a slow start. That's uh, kind of short. Well, actually, they had a really fast start, and since then, they have been bad. A minus 14 run differential. Their starting pitching is not good. And Josh yeah. Hader's been hit a couple of games in a row now. I've seen him giving up some runs. They have scored a lot of runs. Yes. Not as Given many. up more. Not as they have, they have. They're tied for the third most runs scored in baseball. Uh, no, no, never mind, never mind, never mind. But they're up there. You know who's still got the most runs scored in baseball? Your Seattle Mariners. Your Seattle Mariners. By, By a, a lot. lot. <laughs> Holy goodness. <laughs> Holy goodness. They've got 30 more runs, essentially, than the next highest team. I love, wow. I'm looking at these standings, and the Astros are ahead of them. Uh, they're basically tied. A win-loss record, as weird as it is right now. But uh, uh, their games back are the same. The Mariners have scored 163 runs. The Astros have scored 113, but they've only given up 91, and the Mariners are like, 135, let's roll, <laughs> baby. They're three of their last seven, and they're still 16 of 11. Okay, okay, so teams that are really good right now. Where do you want to start? You want to start American League or National League? National League. National League. That would be your St. Louis Cardinals. Yes. With a big fan of our show, the man, the myth, the legend. Texas State Bobcat alum. Texas State Bobcat alum. I'm just going to believe Goldschmidt. that because I have no idea. It's no, true. Joe looked it up. He's told us before. You oh, yeah, listening. yeah, yeah. That's I right. was clearly not listening. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, who's trying to put in an MVP year on a team that actually people watch slash ESPN actually puts on TV. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals, they're doing this. Their starting pitching staff isn't blow you away. Flaherty is good, yep. but Waka's on the DL now, and Wayno is Wayno, and they're waiting on Carlos Martinez to see if she, he shows up. And by the way, Flaherty has a five-two-five ERA this year. So. Yeah, see what I mean? So they somehow they're piecing this together, and I think a lot of it has to do with that. Paul Goldschmidt loves putting baseballs in the seats. Yeah, he's got nine home runs already. He's hitting two eighty-one. So he started off cold, if you remember, mm-hmm. for him hitting like two hundred, and now he's almost back to three hundred again. Paul DeYoung. 343 batting average so far. People were high on him. Uh, it, it, and Marcelo Zuna, who I was very high on coming into this year, is just breaking nine home runs, 272 average, 21 RBIs. So it's been a lot with the bats. Colton Wong also doing well. So a lot of hitting is helping the Cardinals at this point. And their closer, Jordan Hicks, who last year threw 105 miles an hour but couldn't locate it to save his life, is locating it. <laughs> Weird. I figured it out. <laughs> and he's actually <laughs> Thanks, coach. really, really, really nasty. He is the top 10 fastest pitches of the season so far, and his fastest was 104.3 miles an hour. Woo! 
Well, good. They're going to need him because Andrew Miller is straight killing it right now. <laughs> and by that, I mean killing them right now. <laughs> He's got 13 games played, a 6-7-5 ERA. Get it. <laughs> get it. I'm glad I spent that ninth round pick on you. Uh, and that and that's impressive, and it's impressive, and it's important for St. Louis because that division, Milwaukee's not going anywhere. The talks of Craig Kimbrell, they just signed Gio Gonzalez today. Not that Gio's some, you know, world beater any means, but they need starting pitching. That's a better starter than most of their starters. Uh, the Cubs are, you know, still pretty much for the most part intact from a World Series. Two, three years ago. The Pirates have come out strong. They might have the sneaky best rotation in baseball. Uh, and so for the Cardinals to get to a, off to a hot start, I think it's really, really important for them. I think we overlooked the Cardinals a little bit. I, not, think, we, I think we did too. Not in a they're going to be bad way, but just a ho-hum, they're the Cardinals, they'll be in it, but you know, kind of on the outside like they have been the last few years. They weren't but, sexy like a Houston Astros or a healthy Yankees. Right, but... They're the Cardinals, and they always, always, always find themselves in the right situation. So maybe this is the year they get back in first in the Central. Yeah, I I mean, it, it's a little early to tell. You know, it's only April 24th, like we said with the Mariners. So I want to wait till the All-Star break or mid-June at least to kind of really know. But so far, so good. You know, they look, they look like the St. Louis Cardinals you expect them. I think it's just surprising because of how deep that division is. They have a run differential of plus 33. Yes, which is the Should second be best number in one in baseball. Who's the, number one? The Rays. The Rays? That's the team we'll get to in, in probably a what second a or two. Weird, what a weird transition. The Tampa Bay Rays. Can we go to the American League next? Sure. Is there no other team in the National League you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, like, really, what do you want to get into? I'm just looking. Eh, I guess you're right. We could switch gears. The Mets were not supposed to be great, but they're... But if you look at that division outside the Marlins, we're not counting the Marlins. All those guys are hanging in because a lot of them have played each other a lot. Yes. And so it's going to be the National League East. I'm not ready to report on the state of the East until a lot later, just because they've all played each other a ton. We've seen them on Sunday Night Baseball, Wednesday Night Baseball, Monday Night Baseball, whatever you want to talk about, national TV a lot. Uh, and they're just they're just beating the crap out of each other, and that's great. I mean, if you look at it, only the Braves have a plus twelve run differential. Everything it's like minus six, minus one. The Marlins have a minus forty nine. Mm. They suck. They are not good. They suck super bad. Like the Reds are like, whoa! Thank God we're not them. Uh, when we come back, I want to switch over to the American League because there's a couple more surprises over there, and we'll get to that next. This is the hot corner on ten eighty the fan. But first. There's my man Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. beat i love this beat so much we got fantasy grind coming up at 7 45 so this is almost your last call for any questions comments concerns you got better you today text line 55305 it's a justin timberlake song in case you're curious yeah i think technically it's a timbaland song mm. timbaland does his own songs 
No, he just makes the beats yeah. for the great JT songs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about uh, teams that have surprised us, and as we move on from the St. Louis Cardinals, um, we s- switch into the American League. And I think if we're being honest, and we've spent a ton of time on this team lately in the beginning of the season, so I don't think it warrants doing it again. But if you were to look at the American League and say what team is the most surprising, your answer is the Seattle Mariners. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, because Tampa, you knew Tampa, which I, I don't want to. Well, it wasn't Tampa, right? I would say Minnesota would be my other option as most surprising at this point. But uh, thirteen and eight—that's not that great. They're five games over five hundred for a team that we kind of just wrote off as nothing. Yeah, but and have you? I mean, I'm assuming you spent time watching them. You're in your division. They're actually kind of good right now. Yeah, they're kind of good, but... Uh... If I'm picking surprise teams in the American League, it is the Mariners, the Twins, and the Rays, in that order. But I guess... And I do want to get into the Rays. I want to talk about the Rays, but I do want to preface with the Rays aspect. They were good last year. They won 90 games last year, I think. That's why I put them at third. But is is it surprising? It's more surprising that they're in first by as much as they are because the Yankees and Red Sox have struggled than but it the is Yankees that they're hurt. Right. But I'm saying that's more surprising than them playing well. It's surprising that they have actually now just a two game lead on the Yankees. I did this the first time I just saw that. Wow. Okay. Our triple A team is two games back in the AL East. Holla. Um, oh. the, I'm not surprised that they have a 16 and nine record. I'm surprised that the Yankees and Red Sox suck so bad. So the Braves are in first. You know what I'm surprised about? That the Tampa Bay Rays lead Major League Baseball in run differential with a plus 40. Okay. Are you looking at a roster right now of the Rays? Nope. Okay. Name me. How many of your starting lineup can you name? Kevin Kiermeyer. Okay. Easy. Brandon Lowe because I added him in fantasy today. Okay. All right. A little fantasy love <laughs> helping the, you out there. There's the other two. Day. Uh, Mike Zanino. Mike Zanino behind the dish. Yeah. He did hit his first dinger, and June's wow. coming soon. <laughs> I think I saw he was hitting like 200 the other day. I was like, ah, good old Mike Zanino. <laughs> um, well, at least there's no one there to see it happen in Tampa. That is so. true. That I is mean, true. Uh, Yandy Diaz plays third. I know that because he used to play for the Indians. Okay. Uh, oh, Willie Adamas. Oh, yeah, Willie Adamas. He uh, recovered from his bad start. Uh, is Evan Longoria still there? Nope. What He's about not. Steven Souza Jr.? Nope. Giants uh, and Diamondbacks. Well, Souza's dead. <laughs> is BJ Upton still down there? Nope. What about Melvin Upton Jr.? Same person. Okay. Um, Carl Crawford. Is he still in the league? No. Thank God. <laughs> uh, God, remember that outfield? Carl Crawford and BJ Upton. You were like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. Rocco Baldelli? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In now right? a manager. Yeah, yeah. You're like, whoa. Yeah, dude, they're doing this with nobody. The Rays, could the Rays be the new Oakland A's is what I'm asking. Yeah. I think they've already doing this really smartly. I think, I think we've already seen them kind of be the A's of the AL East, but yeah, this could be more proof that whatever they're doing, whatever they found, whether it's being at the top of the experimentation list with the openers Mm -hmm. or who, whatever they're finding in these players that they're bringing up that are playing well. I don't know. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. We're also forgetting 
something that right now is looking amazing, and I'd love to see it in two years. Potentially one oh. of the biggest highway robbery trades of all time. Austin Meadows. We yeah. forgot Austin Meadows and Tyler Glass. Now I wasn't. I was only going with their lineup, but yeah. Right, right, Glass right. Now both. Well, yeah, but we neither of us named Austin Meadows, and nope. we both love him. And so. we've been watching him hit multiple home runs and been like, <laughs> "Oh my God, it's Austin Meadows time!" Yeah. So you know they've got young guys. Austin Meadows is under control for a while, as is Tyler Glass. Now, as as Joe just whispered in my ear, they locked in Snell. For what, four more years? Yep, he got shelled today. Four or five more years. But, I mean, he might get shelled today. But this team, I think of all the surprising teams that we're talking about, whether it is the Twins, and I don't mean to, like, take away from the Twins. We can talk about it at a future time. And, I mean, I kind of feel the same way about the Mariners. Like, it looks good now, but I'm not really convinced. The Cardinals I might buy. You know, as being a prolific team, I'm starting to think that this Rays team might be a big player in the American League. Both. And not just a hard out, you know, Don't. not just that 90 win American League East third place team. Don't di- let's not discount the Twins. I really do want to spend a little time on the Twins if you want, if you if you can fit it in today. Yeah. But I know we, we got to do, do it at eight o'clock. I know we got to do fantasy next, but um, the Rays are good. They are a good team. They have the sad truth of being in a very difficult division with the top two teams, although the Red Sox have not played well up to this point. I still think most of us are expecting them to turn it around and and get back into the conversation, Uh, but it would be oh so sweet if they didn't. But they're good. They're a good team. And if they find themselves in a year where the top of the divisions are easy and the rest are kind of all beating each other up. Then maybe there's, they're the wild card team in the American league this year. It's not, it's not a crazy thing to say. They're a good team. Why are you taking away from the fact that they could be the American league champions? They could, but I think most, like I said, most people expect the Yankees and Red Sox to recover ground and get back to that. Well, I, I think, and not to go on too much of a tangent, I think once the Yankees get healthy, yes, the Yankees will be the favorite to win that division. This Red Sox team is healthy, and they look like trash. So I'm not I'm not ready to say. I mean, they're 10 and 15, which is better than how it started. They've been winning some games here and there, although they just lost three or four to the Tigers, I believe it was. But <laughs> including two today. No, that was the other day. They won today. Oh, okay. The doubleheader, they lost both games. Yeah, I saw that. Um, but they're 10 and 15, right? Like that's not end of the world bad this early in the season they could very easily go on a 10 game tear and get back above 500 and be in the hunt so i suppose i'm just not it's like i like we've talked about this don't fall into the trap i know may wait until may to start making these declarations but yeah the rays are good i like this race team uh we'll we'll get into a little more surprises at the top of the eight o'clock hour you want to get in the twins mike we'll get in the twins i'm okay diving into that i just think if you look at the team they've built now a team that is young and they brought in a bunch of veterans brought in good the right type of veteran the right types the marlon gonzalez the no yeah yeah i'm down and their ace is a true ace i'm down i'm down i'm down to get in we'll do the minnesota twins at the top of the eight o'clock hour when we come back uh we'll do a little fantasy grind i got a couple questions that i run want to run by mike that have been kind of driving me crazy and any of yours come in on the better you today text line five five three oh five this is your last call for the fantasy grind we'll do that next this is the hot corner on 1080 the fan 
fantasy baseball is easy if you know what you're doing. Who's winning? What is occurring? Which player should be in your lineup card? I have today's forecast for you. Hot. And who should be sitting next to you in the dugout? We're going back to work on fundamentals. Fundamental in the middle of the season. This is the Fantasy Grind, part of the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Huh. 748, this is huh. the Fantasy Grind. Huh. Thank you, Rick. Huh. Appreciate that. Uh, I had a couple questions I want to run by you, Mike. Before okay. we get into uh, some of the texts that have come in on the Better You Today text line, 55305. Uh, I'm starting to think that me as a fantasy manager can handle the head-to-head and that I am completely lost in the rotisserie. Okay. Is that a real thing? How How does the brain correctly work? to view both sides at the same time. I think they're pretty similar. You think so? Well, because, I mean, head-to-head and rotisserie, it's the same thing. You're fighting for categories. Right. But in head-to-head, it's just more forgiving because you're changing opponents every week. Whereas rotisserie, you're you're playing the field, right? Every The standings are the same. You're not getting a reset every week to start over in categories. So if you have... If you're playing head-to-head and you're playing a really bad team, even if your team's not great, you'll get a win, right? Right. If your team has a hot week, then you will win a head-to-head game. And that'll happen frequently for you in head-to-head. No matter who you are, that'll happen. In rotisserie, if you have one good week, but you had two bad weeks before that, you're stuck in eighth because you're, you're not getting a reset. And I think that's just what's tougher is it's more of a long game. It's more of a long con. Last year, I started off really hot in rotisserie, mm-hmm. and I fizzled, right? Yeah. And it was my first year playing rotisserie in a very long time. This year, again, I started off really hot. I've now fallen to third, but I'm in, still in the top three teams. And I tried to draft in a way that I chose guys who I thought would long-term help me, not just in the immediate time, where I think in head-to-head, maybe it's a little easier to be immediate. I don't know. I think that's probably just the thing is it's it's way more forgiving to play head to head. Yeah, I guess for me as as someone that you know, I don't I don't model them exactly after each other, but I try to keep a lot of similar players that I'm really high on just for a little bit of ease, uh but also you know, because I am high on them. You know, and I'm not high on a ton of people. So if I'm high on somebody and they show up to me, I'm going to grab them in in multiple leagues, but I just I'm I'm doing decent. I'm doing decent. I won the head-to-head league last year, and I'm struggling in Roto again, and I'm just trying to figure out the balance, how to not be like I'm crazy, not think I'm crazy because I'm struggling in Roto, but I'm still making it in head-to-head. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, and I just think in rotisserie, it's a lot of it is about the draft, but... In rotisserie, you have to find it, – it's different than head-to-head. In, in rotisserie, I feel like you have to be picky and choosy about who you add because if you add a guy who's hot and he goes cold and you don't realize it for a couple of days, it's going to tank your average. Yep. It's going to tank your home runs, and it's going to hurt you tank long-term. Your ERA. If you do that in head-to-head, it might not ruin your matchup. You can so, get, you can, yeah, I like how you say it's more forgiving. So 
I think that you have to be very careful and meticulous about who you're adding um, in, in, in rotisserie because it, it's a very thought-provoking process. Yeah. And don't give up on guys right away either because they're cold because maybe they go in fuego and all of a sudden you're climbing up the ranks. That's the thing, too, about rotisserie is it looks really bad sometimes, but then you gain 20 points in a day or two because yeah. you went really hot and some other guys didn't, and all of a sudden you're in fourth. And you're like, oh, now I'm in a, now I'm in a new floor. Now I can start rising again. And that's a great transition into this texture on the Better You Today text line 55305. I need help with the play bad. Who is a good win now trade? And it sounds like they're willing to give up uh, Max Scherzer is what it looks like. Uh, the spelling, I mean, you're texting. It could be a weird autocorrect. I'm sure Scherzer's not in the dictionary. Uh, that's what that kind of goes into. And I think that's what you're kind of saying is just like, whoa, hold up, hold up. And I think rotisserie is a lot of a guy might be cold for a minute, but if you feel good about him in the draft, wait for a minute. Hold on. Yeah, if that's the if that's what you'd like to do, fine texture, I would very much caution you to not do that because it is April 24th. And, and unless you're sitting on Blake Snell and Jacob deGrom with Max Scherzer, like, that's probably the best pitcher on your team. Yes. So I know it's tempting to go get those guys who are hitting hot now to win now, but I think that's a really dangerous game because people will try to fleece you in those trades. Yeah. They're going to – you're going to overvalue or they will overvalue those guys because they're hot and you will get raked over the coals for a guy like Max Scherzer, who is way too good to trade, I think, at all in fantasy. Yeah. Unless you're getting Mike Trout or yeah. Nolan Arenado or even he's not hitting well or any of the top players in baseball. Yeah, and Alex Bregman or uh, Aaron Mookie Judge. Betts or whatever. Mookie Betts, yeah, So like if you want some names of guys who might be gettable, who have been starting off the, the year well, Pete Alonso in the Mets, the, the rookie's been hitting really well, and maybe a guy in your league who has him doesn't know about his his potential and you can Oof. try to get him um paul DeYoung, i mentioned him on the cardinals he's a good young player who is finally kind of coming into his own this year pete alonzo <laughs> tim anderson on the white Sox is finally having a year it's lit. sitting 395 so far you could do domingo santana on the, Man, on the mariners if you want um austin meadows if someone's an idiot wow i mean these are guys that are hot now that would be probably gettable in a trade but those are also all guys who are hot now. Mm -hmm. And they're all guys who have not proven it over the course of a year ever. So be very, very cautious in making that trade. I am I always preach patience in fantasy baseball because it's just such a long season that you don't want to overreact early. If you need win now, guys, now, go at the waiver wire. Go, yeah. find, go find the gem at the waiver wire right now who will help you immediately. And that's where you can go find the hot hitter. So in my league, I lost Gary Sanchez, and Mejia is my backup, and he's not playing every day yet. I went and added Fegley, Josh Fegley from the A's. He gave me like one or two hits every day for a week. It's nice. And it's like that's who you can find to win now versus giving up a great player to get guys who might fizzle and you're just unsure about. I mean, there's tons of those guys out there. Like I added Adam Eaton this week because he's hot oh, the great Adam and I'm sure he's going to get hurt but for now he's hitting 319 again and he's getting on base every single game I mean Dancy Swanson was available I added him because he's been hitting well so far for the Braves that's the kind of thing you should be looking for IMO in my opinion well that's it that's fantasy grind for the week maybe next week I got uh I think I got one more question for you that maybe we can do next week I 
just was thinking of it, and for some reason it escaped my head. This text says, do you guys do Dynasty Leagues? Yeah. yeah. Keeper. Longkeeper. Yeah. yeah, we're in the same Dynasty League together. Yes. Together, because that's what we do. We together, we like each other. Yes. Thank you for the invite, too, because I was in desperate need of a good quality league. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Remember that next time my team is up 2-0 and loses 3-2 in a playoff series. Just remember that. Uh, when we come back at the top of the 8 o'clock hour, some kid in Toronto might get a debut. And also, Mike wants to talk about the Minnesota Twins. So we're going to do that as well. We'll do that And the all Yankees next. have an interesting strategy. And the Yankees have an interesting strategy. We'll do all that next in the second hour of the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 